Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Sunday School or Discipleship Ministries, whatever you want to call it. It's my pleasure to uh, walk you through this this morning. We're looking at repentance unto life. This is chapter 14. We are a confessional church, which means we have a written standard of what we believe the Bible teaches. Where we are right now is we're looking at the section uh, of the Ordo Salutis or Order of Salvation. We believe that the Mediator Christ, chapter 7, does the work of, of fulfilling the covenant of grace, and we receive all the blessings, all the work of Christ through faith. Now, uh, one of those uh, that we receive is this repentance unto life. It is uh, evangelical grace or gospel grace. Uh, we receive this gift uh, as a, uh, a work of grace in our life. And so we're going to look at that uh, today. Uh, and you may not know about repentance. I feel like when I was becoming a Christian uh, and early on in my Christian life, there's sort of this big controversy. Uh, people wanted to talk about all these churches don't preach repentance. You, you guys remember this? You know, there's like a some kind of controversy. Everyone wanted to make a make a big stink about well, churches don't preach enough repentance. You know, and then then you had those uh, some churches that are like fire and brimstone churches that are always like trying to tell you what you need to do and and uh, threaten you uh, to get to modify your behavior. It's kind of those those caricatures of what the church is. But uh, when we talk about repentance, we're going to talk about what it really is, what it means, and and why we should uh, embrace it as a orthodox, biblical, helpful part of our Christian life, uh, a daily thing uh, that we would in, that we would love, and why we should do that. Let's get to it today. We're going to read through all six sections. They're pretty short today, and we're going to just rapidly read through it to begin, and then we'll pray. And we'll discuss. So let's get to it. Here the here the uh, confession summary of what the Bible teaches of repentance unto life. Number one, repentance unto life is an evangelical grace. The doctrine whereof is to be preached by every minister of the gospel, as well as that of faith in Christ. You see, they're trying to even in the in the sixteen hundreds, sixteen forties. They're saying this doctrine needs to be preached by every minister of the gospel. Like they're, they're, they're wanting to make sure, hey, you need to preach this. Apparently it's, it's, a, it's a temptation not to preach it. Number two, by it, by this evangelical grace, repentance into life, by it a sinner out of the sight and sense, not only the danger, but also the filthiness and odiousness of his sins as contrary to the holy nature and righteous law of God, and upon the apprehension of his mercy in Christ, to such as are penitent, so grieves for and hates his sin as to turn from them all unto God, purposing and endeavoring to walk with him in all the ways of his commandments. 3. Although repentance be not to be rested in as any satisfaction for sin, or any cause of the pardon thereof, which is the act of God's free grace in Christ, Yet it is of such necessity to all sinners that none may expect pardon without it. For as there is no sin so small but it deserves damnation, so there is no sin so great that it can bring damnation upon those who truly repent. 5. Men ought not to content themselves with a general repentance, but it is every man's duty to endeavor to repent of his particularly sin, particular sins particularly. And then 6. As every man is bound to make private confession of his sins to God, praying for the pardon thereof, upon which, and for the forsaking of them, he shall find mercy. 
So he that scandalizes his brother or the church of Christ ought to be willing by a private or public confession and sorrow for his sin to declare his repentance to those that are offended, who are thereupon to be reconciled to him and in love to receive him. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work of repentance in our life, for the the, the grace that you've done for us in repentance and how we are uh, uh, becoming repenters uh, more and more after uh, your standard and after your desire for us. So we pray today that we would continue to be transformed, that we would be graced with this uh, gift, and that we would... uh, that we would receive it with open hands and look to it as a, as a good thing for us uh, in trust and faith in Christ that your word um, promises it is to us. So we ask this, that your spirit would teach us today and, and as we discuss these things in Christ's name, amen. Thank you. So number one here, uh, I want to ask, uh, do you remember what we talked about last week? Faith. faith. Saving faith. Now, does saving faith come before repentance into life, or does repentance unto life come before saving faith? Who do you, what do you think? How do you know? Because you can't really repent without it. Why not? <laughs> because we're sinful people. We are, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you guys turn the page over if you look at the... You have to uh, repent to somebody, and you have to have faith in Christ. So yeah, where are you doing? Where are you, where are you going? Yeah. What direction are you going, yeah, right? Exactly. You got to know where you're going with it. That's right. Uh, that's a good point. You know, so um, it says, uh, repentance into life is a saving grace. I'm looking at uh, 87, the question there. Uh, this is shorter catechism. It says, it's a saving grace, as we saw there earlier, whereby a sinner, out of a true sense of his sin and apprehension of the mercy of God in Christ, does with okay, so let's stop there. That's that's faith described there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have a conceptual awareness, uh, a trust in the mercies of God, and uh, believing what God says about your sin. Those are the things that that are that are going on there, and so you can parse it out. And so logically, faith would come before repentance, and that's exactly the the uh, uh, you know the the order that the Westminster Confession of Faith writers have ordered the topics, and so these are. Again, all part of the order of salvation. They, they come with us in Christ as an evangelical grace, but, but it does make sense to, to think of it as faith and repentance as two sides of one coin. You can't have one without the other. You can't just have faith and no repentance, and you can't have repentance without faith. They go together. So you must have them both, uh, and they, they would, it would all uh, be a package deal as a believer. Uh, non-believers have neither. Uh, and they may have the appearance of one. Um, so let's talk about that. What is like, uh, what's genuine repentance and what's counterfeit repentance? What, is, what are the things we're looking at here? Um, so when I was uh, 18-year-old, I, I loaded up my car uh, and, uh, and drove to uh, another state for college. And I packed up things that I would need for college with the intention of returning back to my home uh, after college was over. Um, then uh, four years later, uh, I rented a U-Haul and uh, packed up everything from my dorm and my house and moved to a different state uh, with no intention of returning home uh, again because there's a new home. Uh, which of those is an example of repentance and which one is not? What would you be repenting? Well, I'm leaving behind home. I'm going to a new home. 
find your home. I have I have a new home in my mind. Uh, so so the first scenario I was going from Arkansas to Texas, the second but with intentions to return back to Arkansas. The second time I'm going from Arkansas to Tennessee, with no intentions of ever coming back to Arkansas. I guess you the intent part, second right? Yeah. Is is where you're alluding to? That's what I'm alluding okay. to. Yeah, I don't leave things behind uh, with sin, hoping to return to it. Uh, I don't. I, that's that's not repentance. You know, I I don't harbor any sins uh, as, as delightful that I need to go back to them. I don't, I, you know, every time I'm repenting, I'm saying, this is the absolute worst thing I could ever do. Like, this, this is not good. I don't want anything to do with this. Heinous, uh, this is dis- displeasing to God, and it's destroying me, and I, I don't want to go back. You see what I'm saying? I, we're, not, we're, not, we're not stashing uh, stuff belong, you know, behind because we're cherishing these things secretly in our hearts. We want to do everything we can to get away from the place of, of sin, if that makes sense. So, uh, now, is that a, is that a good analogy of what repentance is? I'm going to say no, uh, because that's a one-time thing. Uh, you know, that's a. You know, it's like so. So as if as if repentance is is you know completed when I get in the U-Haul and drive across the state line. Uh, that's not um, a good accurate picture of repentance either. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a as Martin Luther says, a, a daily work uh, of our of our lives is to repent every single day. Uh, there's yeah. Sometimes you still go back. Yeah, yeah. So so you know you might you might say your doctor might tell you, hey, your your arteries are getting clogged and you're going to have a heart attack if you don't stop eating greasy French fries. And so you might decide, okay, I'm not going to eat greasy French fries. I'm going to get the kale super side now. Uh, and then so you might decide to do that for a while. And then, uh, you know, you might start to, man, those, those fries smell good. Um, you, know, uh, you know, you go for a while and you're like, okay, then you backslide into fries again. Right? I mean, it's like, so, but then, but there's a, there's no, there's no, you know, it's, a, it's not that you're perfect like, in, in doing this, but you know, and you, and you see the benefit, but you just, there's a weakness in there and and it's those fries are so good and they're they're attractive and compelling uh but uh you know what they're doing to you and against your better judgment Mm -hmm. also you can think of it like this it's your level of commitment yeah i'm gonna have this greasy hamburger with a diet coke yeah you know is that really committing to uh, you know to repentance <laughs> you know if you look at repentance as that it's yeah. like, no you're kind of halfway in it you're yes. not really yeah. committed to it that's a, that's a good point yeah. cuz it's not a full on commitment i'm just sort of superficially addressing things yeah. and, and allowing you know a major blind spot to exist now now repentance is a is a all of life thing so we're never going to be complete in in our repentance right so we can't think we're going to ever be perfect this side of the new heaven and new earth but but you know, we—that's we, our endeavor. You know, it says there we're endeavoring after new obedience. So, so we're we're going to leave behind the greasy, and go to the kale super side, because we 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 see that as as the as the promised land, so to speak. We're going to go for that. Uh, we see that as that that's honoring to our design versus the other way. Um, you know, those are just thought, some to, trying to get an analogy for it here uh, as we're considering it. Um, now, as you look at it. You know, what, it's the first. The first section says it's an evangelical grace. I, you know, I go back to one, and, and what does that mean? It's a gift. Yeah, I mean, it's just like faith is a gift, right? I mean, it, and Ephesians two eight says it. 
that we're saved by the grace of God uh, through faith, which is a gift, uh, not our works. And so uh, it, repentance would be a gift. Let's look up Zechariah 12, 10 real fast. We'll get to the uh, First Thessalonians in a minute, but, but 12, 10. What, who can get that for me? Sec, go, to, go to Matthew and then go two books back. You'll get there. I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication so that they will look on me whom they have pierced and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son and they will weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping over a firstborn. Yeah. Now, so, so the spirit of grace is going to cause this change in them, this mourning over the piercing of Christ. And this is the you know, initial people who have crucified Christ. This is uh, all subsequent believers who have sinned, has uh, caused the uh, crucifixion of Christ, and has been the, the um, just desserts of sin. And uh, the mourning over that sin is going to be an evangelical grace, or God's gift, as it says there, I will cause by the Spirit of grace uh, this to happen. Look, can someone pull up uh, uh, Acts 11.18? As well, when they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, "Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life." Yeah, that was a big shocker to them because these are Jewish believers, and they're like, "Okay, so God has granted repentance to the Gentiles also." Uh, and you see the the way that Luke has worded it, and they have said it in in real time. There uh, is that. Uh, this is a clear understanding on their part that repentance is granted and not uh, earned or welled up within us and produced by a, uh, an individual, uh, a sinner. Uh, it can't be, uh, as I think Stephanie said, uh, produced by a sinner. Uh, it has to be a, a believer, uh, someone who trusts in Christ, someone that's faith, not an unrepentant or unbelieving sinner. Uh, that so I even called I just used that word an unrepentant uh, right there you know so implying that if you're a faith person if you believe in Jesus then you're also a repenter uh, you have uh, repenting faith and faith faith uh, driven repentance as that's who you are to identifying uh, marks of you uh, it says here it's to be preached by every minister of the gospel as well as that of uh, faith in Christ and you know if you look at twenty four Luke twenty four forty seven you have to go there I'll just summarize it for you now but but it's like, you know, so Jesus is saying the whole Bible is about Christ uh, and myself and how I was going to suffer, die, and be raised on the third day. And that forgiveness and the repentance of sin should be preached to all. Uh, so he highlights forgiveness and repentance as the things that will be preached to all the nations. In his uh, 24th chapter of Luke there, Jesus says. Now I just, and then John, you know, what did he come preaching? Repentance. This is uh, Mark 1.15. Uh, so I, you, just, you, just got, you can't get around the, the, the need of repentance in our lives. Okay, any questions on uh, section one? Is yeah. continual repentance like part of our sanctification process? Yeah, I would say that is very much sanctification, right? I mean, like, you're, you're set apart. So, you're, so in one sense, repentance is punctiliar, it's positional. Just like sanctification, it's uh, it's a status. You're, you're holy now, but like like sanctification, it is a, pro- a process or a work as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Unlike justification and adoption, which are one-time acts, uh, it is 
positional purely and, and a declaration. Uh, repentance, uh, and I would say faith is the same uh, situation as faith is an ongoing trust, uh, and it is an initial trust as well. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty. That ought to be pretty clear. Uh, you can't just say I check the box on repentance, and I check the box on faith. Um, I have to keep doing those things, mm-hmm. um, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a sense in which. Uh, well, hey, let's 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 get to the next thing because I want to. I made this clear up some of your questions. It says, uh, "By it, a sinner this this repentant life out of the sight and sense, mm-hmm. not only the danger but also the filthiness and odiousness of his sins." As contrary to the holy nature and righteousness of the law of God, this is a more expanded uh, declaration than the, than the catechism question we read earlier. It says, Upon the apprehension of his mercy in Christ to such as are penitent, penitent so grieves for and hates his sin as to turn from them all unto God, purposing endeavoring to walk with him in all the ways of his commandments. Yeah, so what is, uh, let's talk about two things that, sin, that uh, repentance is not. Uh, what, 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 what would you. Think about when you say remorse or uh, regret. Yeah, like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, mm-hmm. oh, if I wouldn't have been speeding, I wouldn't have got that ticket. You know, like, I regret yeah, speeding, yeah. but I'm not really sorry. I keep on, I keep on, uh, yeah. you know, speeding because I'm not actually sorry about that. You know, like right. this, I don't see any personal connection to uh, maybe now if you did see a per, like, okay, my sinning personally is offensive towards God, and that grieves me, and I'm going to change, that would actually be repentance, I would, I would argue there, that you would try to, to drive the speed limit to honor the law of the land in order to honor law, the, the law of God in that sense, because it's personal, right? Repentance is personal. It's not just meeting a standard or trying to meet a standard that's impersonal or, uh, or feeling uh, sadness over my lack of success or, or how I don't meet the standard. It is, uh, it, you see there, uh, it's contrary to the holy nature and righteousness of God uh, and, uh, and grieves for and hates the sin and turns to God, endeavoring after it. Why is it filthy and odious? Well, it's filthy and odious to God himself. Uh, these are the things that you must make the connection of. This is personal uh, this is our loving Father who has welcomed us, and I'm sinning against Him. Uh, and this is against my Savior, my brother Christ, who I'm sinning against Him. The Spirit who I'm grieving, who, who has brought the loving presence of the Father and Son to me. Uh, it's a personal connection. Does that make sense? There's a, there's a situation where it's not just remorse, but it's, it's repentance. It's different. I'm just sorry over I messed up. But how about penance and repentance? It's a huge one. Penance. What, what, when you think of penance, what do you what do you think about? That's when you're doing something to you know to appease yep. your you know your act of sin, right? So yep. you're trying to make up for it, yep. you know, like praying. Yeah, right. If you if you pray, if well, so check check it out. So say say uh, you uh, are in class and you're talking too much, and the teacher uh, gives you detention. You know, and, and you have to stay through recess and, you know, to make penance for your behavior, so to speak. And so, uh, and then if you've done that, you're good. You, you're back to normal, right? You're back to, to, to good standing. And I think that's like, we, we have a tendency to think of our, our repentance as uh, making satisfaction for our sins. Mm-hmm. But what is it that makes satisfaction for our sins? Uh, we, there's no double jeopardy here. 
There's a once-for-all uh, satisfaction, right? That's what uh, Romans teaches us, correct? We know this to be true. And so, but we have a tendency to be tricked into thinking, well, if I don't repent enough, then God's not going to accept me. I have to make sure that he knows how sorry I am and that I am doing the right thing now. I'm going to make a deal with him to where I'm going to get in his good graces as if that were possible to, to meet the standard, right? We talked about uh, in our sanctification discussion two weeks ago, the, the chart where you have the holy standard of God up here, and then I am here, and I'm sad because I, I'm alienated from God and lost, and the cross bridges the and uh, meets the standard, Christ meets the standard, and then uh, I, over my time of walking with Christ, realize, oh, my perception of how I, how I did not keep the standard continually grows uh, downward in considering just how um, outside of God's standard I am. Does that make sense? I'm going to continue to understand how much I uh, am um, out of accord with God's will, and therefore I will be driven to more and more repentance, understanding, though, that my repentance is not making me neutral. It's not atoning for my sin. The cross is. Does that make sense? Satisfaction and pardon are not... The cause, are not caused by our repentance. Uh, that is that is an act of God's free grace in Christ. Well, that, the, uh, mm-hmm. the aspect of being a gift is it's complete. It's mm-hmm. it's given to us. Mm-hmm. We're credited mm-hmm. repentance. Yeah. Perfect enough for the holy God. Mm-hmm. It's not given repentance for us to just exercise that in a, in a sense like it's not just given to us but we got to still like work it like yes that comes from it but yeah. it's actually given to us as a gift yeah just as if faith is and so it's um that's the that's the that's the grace of it so you're saying it's uh, it's uh, it's not something we are able to do, not at all, and it doesn't cause pardon for us. It doesn't cause any satisfaction for our sins. So, how is that possible that that would be true? It's in Him that we have forgiveness of sins. It's in Him that we have righteousness, and that's that's the key thing. Is we have to never uh, lose that. That's Ephesians one seven. We in, in Christ we have. Uh, the forgiveness of our sins uh, through His blood, uh, and I, I gotta, I gotta always uh, say that repentance is not bringing. Sa- this is uh, section three, by the way. It's not causing pardon. It's not bringing any satisfaction for our sins. Uh, it's a necessity, uh, but yet is of such necessity to all sinners that none may expect pardon without it. Now, what are they getting at here? None may expect pardon without repentance, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It does not, as it says, bring satisfaction for sin or pardon of it. But none can expect pardon without it. What's he saying? He's saying that you have to have true repentance. You gotta have repentance of life. Uh, well, but right? you and shouldn't. Have, yeah. If you don't have that, then there is a consequence to that. None may. Of course. Well, if yeah. you don't have it, you don't have faith. Right. You wouldn't, it's yeah. Hand, you wouldn't have hand. it. You got it. What, what's uh? Let's look at uh. It's let's look at Acts seventeen thirty and thirty one, and see what it says there. Whoa. 
to not repent. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, I'm going to do what I want to do, and use the grace of God as a license for my sin. And that would that would indicate I don't have faith at all. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not even that's true faith, and it's not repentance. It's mm-hmm. neither one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, can can someone read the Acts 17 part? 30, 30, 31. Thank you for that, those comments. Those are good. Let's uh, let's get there. I'm gonna pull it up. It keeps falling down. Every time I move it, it, it falls. All right. Watch this. Okay. Can someone get this Acts 17? Okay. I move my Bible. It always does that. Okay. Go ahead. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. Okay, thank you. Let's go to Luke 13, 3 and 5. This is good news. Uh, You want repentance. This is something that is a really good thing, as he says there. It's, it's this uh, time and, and redemptive history. Yeah. Luke 13. Uh, and so let's look at it real fast. All right, it says, uh, and if, you, if you have a heading in your Bible, it might say something like repent or perish, which is what, like, it's just very, very sober warning. It says, there are some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. So Pilate kills these Galileans and desecrates them. And he answered them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? Jesus says, no, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 who were on the, and he used another illustration, on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than the, all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Jesus is saying, if you do not repent, you will perish. Mm-hmm. You must turn from sin and embrace God, or you, you must go the opposite direction. Uh, let's look at that uh, 1 Thessalonians 1.9 passage. Let's see an example. First Thessalonians. Yep. Who's got it? Okay. Will you read that for us? For they themselves who spoke concerning us the kind of deception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And let's keep going through 10 there. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do, do you see repentance in that? In that uh, verse, turn to God. Turn to God. Yeah, I didn't say this, but metanoia, the uh, the word they use for repentance there, uh, means turning direction, changing direction. Like, so I was gonna go, I was gonna order the fries, but then I'm changing and going to kale. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go to to uh, Burger King, but then I'm going to uh, Kaba. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of another example, but I didn't have a good breakfast. Yeah, oh, I keep I keep bringing up uh, food for you. Yeah, understand. Uh, okay. Well, with that said, 
uh, we're out of time. Uh, We're just going to go back to this next week uh, and uh, look at four through six, if that's okay with you guys. And we will try to do better next time. You know, we'll do, we really will try to do better uh, as, as, uh, as in accord with repentance. Um, any prayer requests this morning that we can pray for? All right, well, if you have any later, just let well, me know. Yeah, please. I do need to say, yeah. um, my uh, very ill brother, Larry, went to the emergency room last night. And okay. I'm not going to worry is hospitalized or not. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, definitely. Uh, let's, uh, let's pray for Larry and your concern on that too. Uh, our Heavenly Father, let's, uh, this morning we lift up to you our uh, fears and concerns and desires and ask that you would uh, meet us in those. And as we do so, we do so by faith and also repentance, turning away from uh, false... Uh, saviors and hopes and turning to you the living and true God and asking you to heal and to, to meet Larry's needs and to uh, and to restore him to faith we ask that you would be with Stephanie and all of his family members who are concerned and that they might trust in you and rest upon you and, and your promises uh, to to hear to hear all their concerns and to and all of our concerns and to and to uh, guide and direct us into the bright and proper places uh, as you are a good shepherd. So we pray that you would heal, uh, provide for, and care for uh, your people this morning. And we pray that you do so in your, in your uh, worship as we offer worship to you, that we would uh, be uh, uh, renewed and refreshed and rejoicing in you, and that you would uh, bind us to, uh, to Christ and together. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. That's right.